This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 296, the most obvious errors in writing task one and how to avoid them. You are listening to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today, find out the big differences between writing task one and writing task two, and find out what the examiner wants on both. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica. <laughs> What's shaking over there in Portland on the hey, West Coast? Lindsay. Yeah, West Coast is the best coast. I know. I yeah. bought a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's says, awesome. West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> I agree. Are are you gonna are you gonna offend Bostonians? Probably. They're so stuck up. <laughs> that's so funny yeah that's awesome I know. you know i was just um in when i took ozzy to the park this morning i was just talking to another woman who moved here from florida mm. and just saying how she just is like just does not want to go visit home oh. at all oh my just God. the you know the close-minded crazy ideas that she grew up with and was surrounded by and she's so happy to be here and the way she put it she's like people here are real they say real things yeah and like yeah, yeah, yeah. she just does not want to go back at all oh and my. be in crazy town and uh, oh well florida can so, get very conservative maybe that's what she was referring to oh i'm not God. sure but yeah, yeah there's a oh, that's God, exactly yeah. it it's banana town yeah. she was just telling me about yeah i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into politics don't worry <laughs> everybody knows the circus that is happening yeah in it is a circus it it's is. definitely it's a, a circus, circus at this point it's not even an election anymore it's a circus oh my god and i'm sure you know if uh listeners if you read the newspaper which you should be as we recommend all the time yeah um then you're going to be reading about some of this stuff. And perhaps you're looking at this and thinking, what the what? How? <laughs> this would never happen in my country. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So it's nuts. So she's kind of going back into that um, crazy environment. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry for her that she has to go home. Don't go. <laughs> I know. But she, you know, you got to see the family. It's we're lucky to be so mobile these days and we can mm -hmm. choose the place that suits us best. Right. That makes us happiest. Um, That's true. You have to go home at some point. 
You do. That's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're you're not that far from where you grew up, right? Mm. Well, no, actually, at this point, I've sort of ended up uh, close enough to where I grew up. I grew up in uh, southern New Hampshire, and I'm in Boston now, but uh, it, it's quite different. I mean, yeah. my town is not super conservative uh, politically, but it is a kind of a smallish city, smallish town, and I didn't want to live in a small town when I'm in my 30s. That's boring, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, I don't think I'll ever want to live in a small town. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I like going to small towns on the weekend for a vacation, like mountain totally. towns and things like that. I go mountain biking and hiking and things. But yeah. just to live? No, thanks. I'd rather live in a city. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be so bored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listeners, you don't have to be bored because <laughs> we're talking about a very specific thing today. Very IELTS specific. We're talking about the difference between the graphs you see, the charts you see in writing task one, and what that means. Um, so, listeners, if you've been preparing for IELTS, you academic IELTS, right? Yeah. Then you know that most likely, like 98%, 99% of the of the questions on the IELTS writing exam are based on numbers. So you have bar charts, line graphs, pie charts, um, any other kind of charts? No, that's about mm, it. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, tables, yeah. So you have all these. And all of these questions, guys, can be divided into two groups. All right. All of them. So um, in our course, we give you all these examples and tell you exactly what the intricacies are and how they connect. But for the sake of our short-ish podcast, mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you the overall, guys. So if the numbers, if there is time at the bottom, it's usually a line graph, right? If it's months or years or days or hours, then these numbers are changing over this time. So those we call change over time, mm -hmm. right? You have some sort of amounts that change over time. And so the other type of graph, or it's usually a table, is going to be called static because it's it's these numbers are not going to change. They didn't change. They're true for one time, like the year 2004 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, sometimes there will be more than one graph, of course. And so there's another strategy that goes into that. But again, guys, if you are in our course, don't be... Um, don't feel inundated by so much data from writing task one mm. because the motto is to simplify, yeah. right? So oh. I give you the, the three steps you need to plan any task one question. Yeah. Every single question you can plan using these three steps. All right. Um, so the reason I wanted to talk about this was because we tend, students mix up the, the vocabulary and the overall trends mm. for both of these types. Mm. Um, okay. so in change over time, you guys, you need to focus on the vocabulary like increase, decrease. That's what we're talking about. Changing. Um, Lindsay, can you think of any like impressive synonyms for increase, decrease? Mm, let's see. Increase, decrease. Well, you could say got bigger, got smaller. Not so impressive, but <laughs> but it would be a synonym. <laughs> it see. would be? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. I can't think of any off the top of my head. What about you? Anything? 
so there's like um like skyrocket jump mm, rise skyrocket, and on the one. other hand there's plummet plunge Ooh, um and these these are phrases honestly that you're going to get in pretty much any IELTS textbook is going to give you tons of synonyms for mm. increase decrease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let me warn you guys those are what every student knows, right? So it's not enough just to use synonyms. You also have to use interesting language that shows you're unique, that shows you're better than the other candidates. So again, in our course, I do give you that vocabulary and point you in the direction for resources Mm -hmm. so you can discover your own unique ways to express yourself here. Because it's these verbs, the increase, decrease verbs, and the adverbs and adjectives, that's the only way to show your vocabulary range in writing task one. The only way. Yeah. So we really um, so have to stand out. We have to stand out from mm-hmm. other students by using interesting vocabulary words, not what other students would use and not what we found in our textbook, right? Exactly, because everyone knows there and every IELTS examiner has also been an IELTS teacher and seen all the IELTS textbooks. Guys, they know. They know what you know. So you have to impress them somehow. Um, okay, so that's change over time. And then the other type of graph is, is, or sorry. So change over time is the line graph that changes over time. And then static is often a table. So the type of language you use is not increase, decrease, because nothing's changing. Mm. So the vocabulary you need is all about um, higher, lower, oh, right? Okay. The most popular, the least popular. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you use the increase decrease here, your vocabulary score goes down because it's not appropriate. It's mm-hmm. not correct. It's nothing. Nothing is increasing here, you guys. Nothing is changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's okay. a static. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So that affects the vocabulary you use. So you have to be able to recognize straight away what kind of question it is and then access those vocabulary groups in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to affect the sentence structures. So the static is more about comparing, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, um, let's see, this is higher than this, blah, 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 blah. And then the increase decrease one has a whole different group of sentence structures. So you, you have to you have to approach this in a very organized way. Have a list for each question of vocabulary and sentence structures particular to that question type. One of the coolest things about our Three Keys IELTS Success System is that as soon as you buy the course, you get to join our private closed Facebook group. In that Facebook group, you can ask any question you want about the IELTS exam and we respond as soon as we can. You also get support from other students in the course and you can set up speaking practice with them on Google Hangouts. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S to get into the course and the Facebook group today. See you there. Wow. So if we're not actually in a course, where can we start to, what kind of materials can we use online or in the newspaper to get a sense of how to get these better, higher level vocabulary words that aren't so average, aren't so typical? Yeah, the best place to go, guys, is the business section or the finance section of uh, any English language newspaper. Of course, I always recommend the New York Times. And I've spoken to a lot of students in our course recently. Um, some of these success stories we've been talking mm. about who got such high scores and they they're regular readers of the New York Times now. Oh, so it's... 
Yeah, it's a habit of a successful candidate. So mm. get into the New York Times online and focus on the business or finance finance stories because those are all about numbers, right? Sales, populations, amounts. So look for interesting language there and record it in the correct category. Make sure that you're talking about changing or static. You have to be able to to put those correctly. You have to t- keep that clear. And in our course, we do go into a lot of detail about the differences. As you said, Jessica, they're both part of our writing module, which is quite deep and lengthy, but it gives you guys exactly what you need to get the score you need on the test. Yeah, yeah, everything is there. Um, and the, the only other point I wanted to make about the differences here. So, so far we've focused on the vocabulary and the grammar, right? And that, that's more about the body. That's mm-hmm. when you're talking about the numbers, those two body paragraphs of your task one essay. So we've talked about the overall trend before that has to be in your introduction. Some teachers tell you to put it as a conclusion. That's fine. It's not going to change your score either way. But again, I'm just coming from the examiner's standpoint. Make the examiner's job easy. Give it to them right away because they look for it. So Mm. put that in your introduction. And your overall trend is also depending on what kind of um, question it is. So just remember, guys, and write this down. Write all this stuff down. If it's a change over time, the overall trend is about increasing, decreasing. So overall, um, the visitors to the British Museum increase while the members, let's see, while the tickets sold to the Science Museum decreased. Yeah. So something simple, don't give any numbers, but it has to talk about overall, did numbers go up or down? Yeah. Um, and then for static, again, you're just focusing on that function. What's highest? What's lowest? Mm-hmm. So overall, um, this country had the highest population. Yeah. Right. That's it. Just mm-hmm. super simple. Yeah. This is a good example of something that we wouldn't know as native speakers if we didn't take the time to prepare for the test. Like we said, we've had a oh, native yeah. speaker in our course before and that's important, guys. So don't just assume you can, if you're an academic writer, you can get, go out and write these essays and get the score you need. You need to know what the examiner wants. Yeah, exactly. And native speakers never do well in academic writing task one. I'll just, <laughs> they just don't. Um, unless, you know, unless they've studied a bit. And who's going to study to take a proficiency test. test in your first language, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it is necessary. So, like Lindsay said, we even had a native speaker in our course yep. recently. Um, and so he's obviously going to do well mm-hmm. on the exam. But even, even in some of his um, feedback in the process, progress checks. It's like, you know, I remember studying the four paragraph essay in high school, but I did not remember all this. And like, this was a good review. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it's good, guys. It's it's good for everyone. Um, But yeah, just I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago that just remember that IELTS is unique. All right. You can't approach it from any other test prep situation. If you prepared for TOEFL, it's not going to prepare you for IELTS, for example. Um, you, if you have an academic writing background, it's not going to prepare you for writing task two or task one at all. So again, guys, just remember you do need IELTS specific material. Good. I love that. Good. I'm glad we covered this topic. Could be confusing if we haven't gone into depth on it. Guys, if you want to go into more depth and go deeper with some of these strategies, get into our course at allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S.
Cool, Jessica. This has been good. I like yeah. this. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Especially writing. Writing. Very important. Uh, everyone's kind of Achilles heel, right? Writing. Oh, God. Difficult. Right. I know. That's the most, probably the most questions we get. Um, would you say about writing or speaking? I think more about writing. Honestly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. People are more freaked out about that. So guys, don't be freaked out. (laughs) I know it, it, it seems like a lot. You're, you're starting a huge thing. You don't understand what's expected of you. So I do encourage you guys get into our course, get into a system that can tell you exactly what to do every day to raise your scores and improve your English. Love it. Love it. Very cool, Jessica. Thanks for talking to me today. And we will be back here again very soon. All right. Have a lovely day. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.